right-wing maniacs, religious zealots, conspiracy theorists, and other decent, good Americans and worldwide citizens. I'm Dave Rubin, this is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It is Monday, January 24th in the year 2022, and we are live streaming, of course, on rumble.com, on YouTube, and on Blaze TV. Please do me a favor, make sure that you're subscribed wherever you watch, and you can share, you can tap notification bells. And the rest of it, uh, we once again are in our temporary studio here, which we're making some adjustments on. Things are coming together. I know there were some audio issues last week. I think everything's gonna start shaking out this week. Uh, and most importantly, all of my stuff from Los Angeles, uh, I'm being told is on a truck right now and it's getting here. So I won't have to sit on an Ikea chair, which is what I did all weekend. I just sat on one Ikea chair and I ate from one Ikea plate and I drank from one Ikea glass. So I'm very excited. Uh, we got a great show for you today, especially this first segment where I really wanna do a deep dive on something that's been driving me crazy. Uh, we're gonna be covering a bit of what happened on Real Time with Bill Maher on Friday night. You guys know my feelings about Bill Maher. I think he's one of the last good, decent liberals, but he seems to be unable to get to the conclusion, which is that you cannot be a Democrat. I always say you don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. He had Barry Weiss on. Barry Weiss is sort of in that half liberal kind of thing. And basically she just said a bunch of stuff related to COVID that all of us have been saying for about two years, pretty much every conservative and sane person has been saying for two years. Uh, but then when she said it, oh, lockdowns aren't good, we're causing kids to have depression, et cetera. The, the internet over the weekend went bananas. And it was like, oh, a liberal finally said something sane. And this leads me to my, my struggle with this issue. And I'm sort of friendly with Barry, so it's, it makes it doubly compounding. So I wanna dive into a whole bunch of things. We've got a whole bunch of video clips for you on that. Uh, then our, uh, our immigration secretary is basically saying, hey, we're not gonna arrest you if you're here illegally. That's a problem. Uh, finally, oh no, then two more. Uh, CNN, have you heard of this network? Really terrible place, bunch of crazy people on there. Just lies, more, more lies. We'll get to that. And then the Joe Biden guy that uh, you know they put out, out there every now and again to say a bunch of stuff and read poorly off the teleprompter and the rest of it. Uh, his approval is plummeting and he's got a whole bunch of other problems. Uh, before I get to any of that, I just thought I would tell you one quick story in 30 seconds, which is I had some friends in town uh, last night, friends from Los Angeles who are considering moving here like everybody else. And uh, we're sitting there had a little tequila, we're chatting about life, and it's like they're here in Florida, they've been here for a couple of days, like they're smiling, they're happy, got a little sun, like feeling good about everything, realized just about the energy here and the business and the opportunity, all of that stuff. Uh, and my friend, she's going on and on about how horrible it is there and the crime in Los Angeles and they're hearing gunshots for the first time. She shows me a picture literally of a needle sitting right outside of her office, her office which is on a pretty decent street, um, and they're going on and on about the problems there, and I'm looking at my two friends, it's a married couple, I'm looking at the two of them, I'm like, all right, are you guys crazy? Like, just get going, just get going. And that is my message to all of you that are in these crazy places, get going. We want you here in the good places to help us build and help us fight. So otherwise, it's just like, you're crazy people. You're crazy people who live around crazy people, and uh, until you leave the craziness, the craziness is part of your life, but it ain't part of my life because I live here in Florida. All right, 
Let's talk about convention estates and then get to all the stories, guys. Uh, President Joe Biden is ruining our country. It's true. There's really no other way to say it. He's destroyed the economy. He's embarrassed us on the world stage. He's failed to promise to his, he's failed in his promise to end COVID. And now he's working to federalize all elections. The question for us is what are we gonna do about it? You know that I don't like empty talk. I don't like political games. I like real solutions. I like people who do things. And that's exactly what I found in the Convention of States project. Led by my friend Mark Meckler, a great guy, the Convention of States project is seeking to call an Article Five Convention of States. At this convention, the states gather to propose constitutional amendments that limit federal power. And yes, that includes the power of our wonderful president, Joe Biden. I'm not alone in supporting the call for this convention. Glenn Beck, Governor Ron DeSantis, and Mark Levin have all voiced their support for this initiative. And you can too. Go to conventionofstates.com today and sign the petition to demand that your state legislators vote yes to Convention of States. Convention of States legislation is pending across the country. Stop complaining and do something. Visit conventionofstates.com and sign the petition today. Again, that's conventionofstates.com slash Dave. And now back to me. And by the way, I think in uh, October, if I'm not mistaken, I'll be speaking at a Convention of States convention, uh, which will be here in Orlando in the, yes, free state of Florida. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Bill Maher and Barry Weiss. So you all know who Bill Maher is, of course. He has been the standard bearer of liberalism, of leftism in America for probably about 30 years, right? He was a big comic in the 80s, then he got the show Politically Incorrect, which was a precursor to real time. You may remember that Politically Incorrect was actually canceled. It was an early cancel culture victim. It was canceled because right after 9-11, Bill Maher went on television, it was on ABC at the time, and he went on and basically said, hey, you can say a lot of things about these jihadists, these people who flew planes into these buildings, but you can't say that they aren't brave because look at what they did. Now, of course, that was misconstrued and maybe he used language in a bit of a sloppy way and everything else, but the show in essence was canceled a few months later. So he's, he's been around the block. And you guys know, Bill Maher has been great against wokeism. He has been great against identity politics. He has been great when it comes to talking about free speech, all of these things. Uh, however, he does always call all Republicans racist. Donald Trump's a Nazi. Uh, he still loves all the big government stuff, but he's kind of getting there. And I basically like the guy and I want him to get there. I know a little something about the adventure of a liberal actually waking up, actually being red-pilled and getting to the end of the road, right? Now, another person you can put in that bucket is Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss, of course, was a columnist at the New York Times. And she, she actually wrote the original piece about the intellectual dark web, which was about me and Jordan Peterson and the Weinsteins and Sam Harris and everybody else that sort of blew up the whole thing. Uh, I'll get to that more in just a second. But about two years ago, Barry Weiss left the New York Times because she could not deal with the wokeness, the identity politics stuff. She felt it was, it was an intolerable place to work. So I, I hold her in high, re high regard in that sense. Now, she was on Real Time this past Friday talking about COVID. And I think what you're gonna see is she's gonna make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Well, you decide. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I, I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, we all did it, right? And, no, no, we didn't all okay, do it. Well, well, here's the thing. A lot no, of us, we didn't all do a it. A lot of us did do it. And then we were told 
you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this, and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be, you know, smeared as a trumper. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago, and you will fi find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize, most importantly, that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. The city of Flint, Michigan, which is 80%, I think, minority students, has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it, more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think okay, it's, it's a pandemic. It's, it's like, at this point, it's a pandemic of bureaucracy. Okay, so there's a lot there. So first off, I just want to say, I'm sort of friendly with Barry. She has been to my house multiple times for dinner. She's been over for parties. We've gone out, okay? I don't think she is a bad person. And obviously what she's saying there is right. But here's the problem. There's a whole bunch of us, and I'm not making this about me, there's a gajillion people out there that have been saying this all along. Now, most of those people happen to be scary conservatives that were anti-lockdown and anti-mandate and all of those things. And by the way, as I've said many times, I grant everyone a long leash. In that first month, if you were spraying your ping Pringle cans down and I was washing an egg crate and all of the nonsense that they had us doing, that first month, it was just haywire. And, and I suppose there were a few people who truly, truly saw what was happening right from the beat. But I'll grant everybody a long leash for that first month. Now, everything that Barry said there was right about all that stuff and the depression and all of those things with kids. We talk about this on the show all the time, obviously. Now, the problem is at the end there, well, there's several problems, but at the end there, the last line, she says, this is a pandemic of bureaucracy, except she's for the bureaucracy. Bill Maher is for the bureaucracy. They love Democrats. She's talking about what they're doing in Michigan to kids. Okay, Michigan is run by Gretchen Whitmer, a Democrat. She is sitting next to, actually, why don't we pull it up right now, the tweet, uh, the uh, Richie Torres thing. So she's sitting next to, while she's talking, the guy that I think you see in the video there is a guy by the name of Richie Torres, who's a congressman from New York, who again, I think is probably a halfway decent liberal. He's not a complete nutbag, but here's his Twitter profile. He's got his gender pronouns in there. So this is what liberals do with everything. It's like you guys create all of the problems. And then for the last two years, as she pointed out, oh, there are these good progressives and liberals that don't want to be called Trumpers. Well, she, and especially Bill Maher, you guys have run around calling the rest of us racist and backwards and religious freaks and zealots and all of those things. So it's like, if you guys get everything wrong for two years, right, or you're always behind, and then you get it roughly right, then what, what is it that we do? Like, if, you're, if your conclusion is still okay, vote for Democrats. If your conclusion is okay, give more tax money to the bureaucracy that you're attacking. If, you're, if you see the road and you take the road and you understand what's happening, and then there's the end of the road and you just 
kind of look back and you go, well, I can't get to the end of the road because the end of the road is, yes, these people gotta go. And yes, maybe conservatives are conserving something, freedom, which is what liberals are supposed to wanna conserve. Uh, so you can see that this is a little bit messy here. And the reason that it really kind of got on my radar this weekend, because I've, I've known about this, I've been frustrated about this sort of thing, obviously for quite some time. But then I saw a gazillion conservatives applauding, basically like, oh my God, Barry Weiss, isn't she amazing? And Bill Maher in real time, it's so incredible what they're doing because they're saying something true. Because finally a liberal doesn't seem like a complete lunatic. So even people that I totally like, so Clay Travis tweeted this, it was also shared by Ted Cruz. I consider both of these guys friends, I like them, so this is not attacking them in any way. I'm bringing it up to, to point out the specific, specific issue here. Clay Travis said on Twitter, the most impressive thing about Barry Weiss on last night's Bill Maher is the wild applause after she finishes here. After two years, the tides are turning even for the left-leaning people in this country when it comes to COVID, so of course, what Clay is saying and what Ted Cruz shared, of course that's right and it's good, right? We wanna see these lefties move, right? We wanna see these people wake up. And this is one of those airlock moments. You may remember a couple months ago when uh, Jon Stewart went on the Colbert show and all of us for about a year and a half were at least somewhat talking about the possibility that COVID was from the Wuhan lab and that it got leaked out, right? A whole bunch of us were talking about it. We were all conspiracy theorists and I'm sure we were somehow racist because of that and the rest of it. Well, then suddenly the mainstream media felt, oh, well, Jon Stewart, he's a good liberal and he went on the show of a good liberal and they talked about something. So now the mainstream media suddenly could talk about it and it was suddenly on CNN and Washington Post and everywhere else. This moment, with Weiss and Marr is one of those airlock moments. It's like now people are gonna start talking about it because they see the writing on the wall, right? They see the polls where Democrats are gonna get absolutely slaughtered in the midterms, where three weeks ago during Christmas when everyone got COVID vaccinated or not, and it all became obvious that it was all bullshit. They see the writing on the wall, but again, that's good. You want people to wake up. You want people to evolve. Been there, done that, wrote a book about it. I get it. That's what, that's what being a functioning human's all about, like getting new information, living something, and then, and then figuring out how you want to move forward with it. That's what it's all about. So you can see where the conflict is here. If at the end, you're still for the Democrats, the people that are locking you down. If at the end you still think all the conservatives who you run around call racist and everything else are wrong about everything, then, then what is a good liberal at this point? I get it, they're better than the wokesters. There's no question about it, okay? Get it, true, absolutely. But at the end, if your conclusions are to vote for the very things that you endlessly rail against, that are coming for your free speech, that are bringing in this neo-racism, that are locking you down and all of those things, just because you've spent so much time calling the other guys racist, then perhaps, perhaps you need a mirror. Maybe I'll send them a mirror. Can I, can I get, all right, Amazon sells mirrors or somewhere sells mirrors. I, th I think I have to go back to Ikea later. I'm gonna send Barry Weiss and, and Bill Maher a mirror. I wanna go a little, little further on this. Uh, Mike, uh, John Cardillo, uh, who's a great guy who I was, uh, I had dinner with at the DeSantis event I was at a couple weeks ago. He had an interesting tweet that then was uh, tweet, retweeted by Mike Cernovich that I think explains a little bit of this a little bit further. So John Cardillo said, this country is about to make a hard right turn. The left has no idea what's coming. Then Mike Cernovich, who I've had on the show a couple of times, I consider a friend, uh, he retweeted and he said something that I think gets to the heart of this. 
He says, yes, sir, that's why the moderate left Democrat voters are trying to pace and lead conservatives by pretending they give a shit about the lives destroyed by the woke left. They aren't needed and conservatives simping for TV man said good has to stop. So you see what he's saying there. He's basically saying, so all these people who get it wrong, these, these good liberals, right? These good liberals, because they're not woke, but they kind of get it. And then they go on television and they say something sane and then we all applaud. Oh my God, they're not all completely bananas. But it's actually a problem because they would gladly throw us under the bus when, when the day comes, un, unless they're willing to make that final, that final step. Now, the reason I thought the Cernovich tweet, and I know this maybe feels a little insider baseball, but I'm trying to paint a case here, okay? Uh, the reason I thought the Cernovich tweet was interesting was because if you remember, and I'm sure many of you do, the original article about the intellectual dark web that Barry wrote in the New York Times that the, that the wokesters tried to cancel her for, she had a line in there that if you're an interviewer, and in this case she was talking about me and Joe Rogan specifically, she said if you talk to people like Cernovich, and she actually used his name, if you talk to people like Cernovich, I think she also mentioned Alex Jones, uh, she said you'd have to be cynical or stupid. And she repeatedly, before the article was public, asked me to basically say I regret doing my interview with Cernovich. I've never interviewed Alex Jones. So that was the one she was really hung up on. I should just, if I would just say that I did something wrong, that that line wouldn't be in the, in the piece itself. After the piece was published, she told me that the, the publisher forced, or the editor forced her to put it in. But I think it's, I think you get the point here. So let's, let's move uh, forward a little bit to now Bill Maher talking about Florida, because I think, again, you will see, all right, you got the ideas right, but are we gonna get to the end of the road? Are we gonna get to that, that golden pot at the end of that rainbow, which is in Florida? Take a look. Florida, like, stayed open. I mean, I, I was just in Florida. I've been there a few times since this started. Half the of New York has moved there. The atmosphere is just different. I'm not moving to Florida. I'm not promoting Florida. I'm just saying, AOC just went to Florida and had a good time without a mask Looked hugging like people. like she was having okay. a blast. Okay. I'm just saying, I've been to Florida. The atmosphere was just night and day from California, which was gloomy and everything was, the, the, the Andromeda strain was out there. And you went to, <laughs> you went to Florida. <laughs> and I'm just saying, yes, there are different factors and different things, but basically, it's like they stayed open and went on with life and they didn't do a hell of a lot worse and maybe did better. You know, I just realized the way we do this show, my mic is cut, obviously, when we're showing you a video clip right there. And basically, I'm just screaming and cursing at Connor and Michael about what we're watching. And then we come back to me and then I somewhat cool off. Uh, but do you see what the problem is? Do you get it, people? Bill Maher, I'm not moving to Florida. I'm not. He has to preface it by saying somehow Florida is bad. I have been in Florida for one month. Florida is fucking spectacular. That's sorry about the, I had to do it. It is spectacular. I went to Whole Foods yesterday. I was mobbed by people, every single person. Welcome to Florida, we're so happy you're here. Big smiles on their face. People wanted to buy me things at Whole Foods. You don't have to buy me food. But so he has to preface it by saying, I'm not moving there because the implication is Florida's red and this Ron DeSantis guy is a bad dude. He's a mean man. But then he also acknowledges AOC vacations here, Swalwell vacations here, that bitch Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, sorry. I also had a lot of coffee this morning. She also vacations here. 
they all get it, but they won't get to there. So what, what do you mean? And I truly, I'm not attacking you personally, Vilmar, and I would enjoy and hope that we will have a conversation one day. I really do. But what is it that you really mean? I'm not moving there. Somehow I'm better. I'm still a good California liberal, even though we've got the Andromeda strain here and everyone's got their heads wrapped in plastic bags and no one goes out and it's depressing and there's crack needles or whatever you do with crack. They don't do do pipes, they're pipes, I guess. So what are you people actually saying? And then Barry's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then all the New York people, they've moved down to Florida too. So what is it that you guys are saying? So So the question, if you wanna get to the question, The question, Ron DeSantis, do you support him? Yes or no, Barry Weiss, do you support him? Yes or no? You know it's right here, you know it's wrong. You live in Los Angeles, just like Bill Maher. You know how fucked up that place is. Sorry, one more time, that's it, I won't do it again. Right, you get it, okay? So would you support Ron DeSantis? How about, how about Glenn Youngkin? I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. So you guys, you're the good liberals, right? You're the good liberals. We're against wokeism. We don't want critical race theory in schools. We don't want to teach neo-racism. Okay, great, you talk about it all the time. Did you publicly say whether you would have supported Glenn Youngkin or not? Uh, Bill Maher, did you say after the election that that's really great that that Republican won because otherwise another Democrat was gonna win and it was gonna get much worse for the kids in school who were being taught that they're racist and locked down and put in masks and then to Barry's point, they're all gonna be even more depressed? Have I built a case here, guys? I feel like I did. I've been trying to get this off my chest in the right way for quite some time. So I think for the rest of us, right? So for you watching this, for any of us that have roughly got stuff right, that that we want these people to get the right ideas, right? So that's the takeaway here. I want these people to wake up, but at some point, if you get everything wrong, you tell people to vote the wrong way, and then two years later, you just say the same shit that everyone else has been saying, and then all of us, We applaud you for it, it's so great. It's a real problem, it's a real problem. So I guess really the question then is what makes these people liberals anymore? What makes them leftists anymore? And what makes them Democrats more than anything else? Okay, what really is it? And and it always comes down to two things, it seems to me. It comes down to abortion, they love abortion, lefties love abortion, I don't wanna get into the whole abortion thing at the moment, okay? They love abortion, that's a big one. And then it's the religion thing. And for Bill Maher, who's been the, you know, I'm the biggest atheist and religious people are all morons and backwards and, you know, praying to their sky spaghetti God and everything else. He has, I don't know how he digs himself out of that hole, right? Like he's gone so deep on that to say, oh my God, it turned out that the religious people and the conservative people who I've called racist and stupid all these years, like how do I actually kind of have that mea culpa and go, oh, maybe you guys kind of did know something. Maybe there were some time-tested ideas that I should have maybe paid a little more attention to or there's a reason you're all not bananas or you do see the truth before we do or something like that. I don't know how he does that. As for Barry, as far as I know, she's a somewhat conservative Jew, so I suppose she's more okay with the religious part of it. Uh, But it's religion and abortion because the other stuff like at this point, do you think big government programs are good? Do you think affirmative action is good? Do you think giving money to poor people to keep them in cycles of poverty is good? So I don't think they're stupid. I don't think Bill Maher or Barry or these five remaining good liberals are stupid. So it's like, if you, if you don't think that stuff, then it comes down to abortion and religion. And it's like, get there guys, what can I do? This is my message to you guys. And I, I suppose this should be the message for any of you watching this to any of your non-insane liberal friends. If you get it, 
if you're getting it now, if you're getting how badly the Democrats and the leftists destroyed so much of the country and the cities and everything else, it does not mean you have to be a Republican, but let's get you over there. Let's get you over the hump. Otherwise, is this good or bad, what Bill Maher and Barry Weiss are doing? If they get everything right, but then at the end, it's like, okay, maybe you shouldn't have you know, helped destroy Donald Trump because things would be a lot better right now, obviously, if Donald Trump was president, right? Or if Ron DeSantis becomes president or any Republican becomes president. But so if at the end, you're always gonna do the wrong thing, then is this net good or bad? It's like, yeah, it's nice that you're not completely insane. I guess that's what it is. It's like, I should send them a, a mirror and then also we can probably, we can have one custom made, I think. You can get those little trophies custom made. And it's like, congrats, you're not completely bananas. And you can put it on your mantle. Like, that would be that. Woo, segment one, everybody. Can I get a round of applause here or something? Yeah, can I, a little passion, guys. A little cheering, yeah, woo. What? Woot, woot. All right. Let's continue and I'll talk more about crazy Democrats, and you tell me if this guy, Secretary, Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, you tell me if this is the guy that should be in charge of illegal immigration or not, we've got videotape. Unlawful presence in the United States will alone not be a basis for an immigration enforcement action. Can we, can we play that again? Because he couldn't have possibly, I mean, he's a Democrat, and these are good people lawful people, people with good ideas. He couldn't have, the guy in charge of immigration couldn't have. Unlawful presence in the United States will alone not be a basis for an immigration enforcement action. Wait, sorry, maybe my ear thing is not right today. Let me get this in. It, 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 that can't be, I couldn't, maybe I didn't hear it. One, one more time. Unlawful presence in the United States will alone not be a basis for an immigration enforcement action. Did you get that? Did you get that? This is the guy in charge of the border. And he is basically saying, if you can figure out a way to get in, we ain't gonna boot you, possibly not do anything, and maybe we'll even give you some money uh, if you figure out a way to get in. We're not gonna boot you. How insane is that? Let me read the quote one more time. Unlawful presence in the United States will alone not be a basis for immigration enforcement action. So, to link this to the previous segment for just one second, Bill Maher, Barry Weiss, you wanna prove me wrong? You wanna show me you're getting to the end of the road? Tweet about this today. I dare ya, I'll retweet ya. Tweet about this today, that this ridiculous buffoon in the Oval Office appointed this guy Mayorkas to be in charge of our borders, and now we are literally saying, if you are here illegally, but you don't do anything bad, we just ain't gonna do anything about it. That's not how a country is run. Dare I quote that orange guy who said, without borders, you don't have a country? Well, that's pretty much where we're at, at this point. So again, what is it that Democrats are doing that is good? What is it that these liberals are doing? They don't believe that if you are here illegally, that is, you're breaking the law, right, right then and there. And by the way, there's nothing anti-immigrant about this and there is nothing racist about this or anything else. Nations have borders, that's how it works. Every nation on earth has borders. What they do in those borders is up to them. I personally would prefer not to live in a country where the people in charge said, oh, if you can just come here, you can have all of our stuff and all of the benefits, and by the way, we'll let you vote, right? These idiots in New York City, they're letting illegal immigrants vote. 
You think they might vote for more go government programs for them, which will take more from the legally taxpaying citizens? I mean, do you see how the whole game works, man? These people are insane. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, why, why would it be that people would be insane, right? Like, why would it? So what, what's going on in their mind? Give the devil his due. So when, when Mayorkas says this, in his mind, he's saying, well, we want to be somewhat nice to these people, right? Like, some people got here one way or another, and maybe they had kids here. And by the way, there are plenty of people who got here illegally who end up being really good citizens and get educations and start businesses and work real hard and all of those things. So I'm not even against any of those people as individual human beings. It's just simply, does a system work or not? Do police actually do policing? Do border agents actually guard the border? Just like anything else, right? Like, do you just let anyone walk into your house and if you happen to walk outside to pick up the newspaper and the door is open so someone walks in and creates a camp in your living room, do you just let them stay? But for some reason, we do this odd thing with our country, so we really, need to think seriously about getting rid of the Democrats. I'm sorry, that's what it all comes down to at this point. And it ain't because the Republicans are so great, but they're not batshit loony. Speaking of batshit loony, great segue, Dave. Uh, CNN, have you seen this channel? Uh, they've got this stelter guy, the potato man, and he's got now his sidekick, Oliver Darcy, who I think sort of used to be a conservative and then he went the other way, which th these people, like, what's the deal? What's the deal with that? Uh, well, they had a guest on who just made even less sense than what you'd usually find on CNN. But that's that's the goal, right? right? The goal of this kind of coverage is to freak people out, to cause them to live in fear. Ironically, a lot of the fear mongering is about the things that are not actually mortal threats. And then there is ignoring the things that are mortal threats. You know, COVID isn't real and climate change isn't real. I would argue that to me anyway, those things are a little bit scarier or have been scarier at various points in the past couple of years. Right. And instead, it's about the immigrant hordes and the senile president and critical race theory brainwashing washing your kids and and things that are you know if if not just exaggerated invented out of whole cloth mm -hmm. oh right that's right critical race theory being taught in school you all know this is happening all over the place it's exactly why glenn youngkin won in virginia yes they try to get you on some definition of critical race theory that it's not exactly what's taught but we are we know they're dividing classes by race they're making it easier for certain students based on skin color or gender or whatever to get into certain clubs or to play different sports. You know all of the stuff. So she's saying, okay, it's just invented out of whole cloth. It's either exaggerated or invented out of whole cloth. Also, Biden's cognitive decline. It's like, uh, that is a problem. That is a problem. You know, there's this Putin guy and he's not this really great guy. He may want to do some bad stuff in the world. And Putin, he may want to invade Ukraine. It seems like it's going to happen. Now, I don't know what we're supposed to do. I don't, I, personally, I don't think we should do anything, probably. Like, it just kind of sucks. But I don't think we have the wherewithal as a country to really do anything at the moment. But do you think that Putin is afraid of Joe Biden, who obviously has severe cognitive decline? And to link this to our previous story as well, it's like, that's one of the things we don't talk about. But suddenly, when one of the good liberals, either John Stewart or Bill Maher or somebody, will talk about Biden's cognitive decline publicly, well, then suddenly everyone will be talking about it. And all of us crazy right-wing conservatives, they'll go, oh, well, you guys were still racists and conspiracy theorists and everything else. Uh, but you know, now we're gonna just say the thing that you've been saying for uh, two years. So what's interesting about this is it shows, it, it's just one of those things where it shows you the layer being peeled off these people. 
they lie about all of these things, right? They lie about critical race theory in school. They lie about Biden's cognitive decline. You know all the stuff about, you know, Brett Kavanaugh's a serial rapist. The Covington kids are all racist. Donald Trump, very fine people. Like, you know all, they lie about absolutely everything. But when something pops up that is somewhat true, like critical race theory in schools and some of this other stuff, wokeism, all of the nonsense, that's exaggerated or invented out of whole cloth. Like, you see the difference there? When we lie, it's we're lying for the greater good or something like that, and that's a little bit different. But this brings us into the fourth story, uh, which is all about that Joe Biden. There was some really interesting uh, video from Biden's press conference a couple days ago. I think it was on Thursday or Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I've been very busy over here. Uh, where a Newsmax reporter, I think it's James Rosen, uh, I believe it was James Rosen. Yeah, we'll see in just a sec. Uh, he actually commented on Biden's cognitive decline. Yes. Thank you very much for this honor. James Rosen with Newsmax. I'd like to, um, I'd like to raise a delicate subject, uh, but with utmost respect for your life accomplishments and the high office you hold. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found... 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Wow. Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, strongly affirmed that statement. Well, I'll let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, Thank so you. the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness. Thank you. I have no idea. That was it. I have no idea. And then he mumbled something a little bit earlier before that. Now, I, look, I, I don't want to make light of cognitive decline. I don't want to make light of dementia or Alzheimer's or any of that stuff. I have told you guys many times, I spent a lot of time with my grandma Elaine, who I absolutely adored and loved and laughed with more than anyone else on this earth. Uh, when she developed dementia in her last couple years and a lot of repetition and frustration and, and then some good times happened too because you, you forget some, some of the pain in life and she sort of became who she was supposed to be at the end. Um, but I'm not diminishing any of the horror related to any of that because it will affect everyone one way or another, whether it affects you personally or someone in your family or friends or anything. That being said, Joe Biden is purportedly the president of the United States. He's supposed to be in charge. Uh, he's supposed to be the guy with the finger on the button. He's supposed to be the guy that is the pilot of the plane, the captain of the ship. 50%, basically half of the people in the country do not believe he's right. So whether he has dementia or just old person syndrome or something else, or it's just that he's old and there's a lot of freaking pressure on him and suddenly his stutter is coming back. That's what they're sort of telling us. Like whatever it is, if half the people think that there is something truly wrong with you, and we all know about the mumbling and the confusion and forgetting people's names and everything else, it's like whatever the truth is, whatever specifically the truth is related to a diagnosis or whatever, it's like that's actually secondary to there's a legitimacy problem, even with Democrats. But note, that was a Newsmax reporter. It's not talked about on NBC. It's not talked about on you know, CNN or read about in the New York Times, Washington Post, or anything. but it will be, right? And when it will be, 
then they'll all go, oh, we all knew, we all knew. And then you're gonna watch people in the administration and they're gonna go, well, I wanted to tell everybody. I was the guy going, something's not right here. And it seems odd to me that they have to drug him before he goes on stage or whatever it is that they do to him or that he had to keep going to bed at 2 p.m. and we put a lid on everything at, at 3 p.m. and blah, 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 blah. So they, the rats on the ship, they're gonna bolt when they realize that the ship is sinking, right? They're gonna get on the life rafts. Um, but this is a problem. This is a problem that we just don't do these things honestly in real time, no pun intended, related to the Mars segment before. It's like we can all see things, but the airlock on the system doesn't let us all talk about it at the same time. And maybe that was all okay for many, many years, but in the time of the internet and social media, um, it doesn't kind of work. Too many of us are realizing the truth and, and what do you do with all that? To that point, on NBC's Meet the Press, which is basically a Democrat program, Chuck Todd is an obviously a Democrat, okay, obviously. Even on NBC, even Chuck Todd is having to slightly address some of this stuff. That's how bad it's gotten. That's how, how much bludgeoning there is in this situation. Take a look. A new NBC News poll suggests Mr. Biden does need a reset because he's lost his identity a bit. He's no longer seen as competent and effective. He's no longer seen as a good commander-in-chief or perhaps most damaging as easygoing and likable. In fact, just 5% of adults say Mr. Biden has performed better than expected as president. One of the many lowest firsts and fewests in our poll. And as we kick off our Meet the Midterms coverage heading into November, the NBC News political unit developed what we're calling a midterm meter. It's based on previous election cycles. It's basically three poll numbers you need to know best. I'm gonna start with the, perhaps the most important number to understand uh, the direction of the midterms, its job approval here. The president's job approval rating sitting at 43%. If you look at history, history shows that kind of presidential approval rating leads to a shellacking for the party in power. How about the mood of the nation? Well, let me show you this right now, our wrong track, nation's on the wrong track number, sitting at 72%. Second poll in a row where we've been over 70%. This is only the third time in our poll's history over 30 years where we've had two tracks that uh, were that off. That again would put you in shellacking territory for the party in power. Okay, so when Chuck Todd at MSNBC, or at NBC, it's all the same shit, but at NBC, is ringing the alarm, right? When he's sounding the bell, when he's screaming about all this stuff. Now look, we know that in the midterm elections, usually the incumbent president's party gets whacked, right? It's just what happens. It happened to Obama, it happened to Clinton before that, it happened to Bush, it happened to Trump. Like the people are just like, oh, this guy isn't so great or not as great as we thought he was gonna be, so like the other guys come in. And it's always easier to be more robust in your attacks and everything else when you're not the party that's in charge in essence. So things are obviously tracking really well for the Republicans and in this case, it's not just because Biden's a disaster, it's because Republican states are being run better at the moment. There's something called policing. You know, there's something called election integrity. Uh, there's something called, you know, allowing people to go to work and not locking everybody down and not forcing them to be injected. Like there's a lot of stuff happening right now. But what Chuck Todd is doing there is he's warning Biden basically because he realizes how bad it is. So that, that's good. Now again, Chuck, is he's a Democrat, obviously. He's pretending, right? He's pretending to be this impartial thing. But what he really wants to happen, which is why he's doing the segment, is Biden to fix this thing. Not because he's, he's just an American who would want things to be better, but he doesn't want his guys to lose power. But I don't even wanna make this about Chuck Todd's too specifically. The point is, 
that to link this entire show together, if I had a thread through this entire show, we all see something ain't right. We all see something right. Sometimes we don't all see it at the exact same time. But now I think it's our job to help the people who aren't seeing it as clearly as us get to that conclusion. And that is not to say you gotta run around with a Republican pin of an elephant on your lapel. I do not consider myself a Republican. Believing in a set of ideas is separate than being part of a political party. I have differences of opinion with mainstream Republicans. I consider myself begrudgingly pro-choice. You, you guys know all this stuff. There are some in the conservative movement who are not happy about my marriage. I accept all of these things. Uh, I have found these people to be open to debate and care about ideas and know why they believe what they believe and there's nothing left on the other side. So my message, Barry Weiss and Bill Maher, if you're watching this, is let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. As a matter of fact, I won't put ads on the show or I'll donate whatever we make to any charity of your choice. But otherwise, otherwise I gotta keep going after you, right? Like I gotta, not going after you because I think you're bad people, but at some point, it's a problem. It's a problem if you're stopping a whole slew, potentially millions and millions of other people from making the right choice. If you know what is real and what is true and you just won't do something because you, you still want to be invited to nice parties where Bill Maher, I don't want to live in Florida, and you still want to live in Beverly Hills and do all that, well then it's a problem. So uh, a couple comments from the locals community and then uh, I think I'm gonna like I need to like shower or something after this one. Uh, Coach Rob says, Jesus, Dave Rubin, it's Monday morning. You got me all wound up. Please end with Clyde and what a great thing David Janet made for dinner last night. Well, we don't have any of our stuff. So we're literally working off one frying pan and one pot. So it's been a lot of pasta. Uh, last night we had friends over and we just, we ordered in some pizza. Uh, but Clyde is doing great. Michael Frankie, by the way, bought him a uh, alligator today. So Clyde's been chewing on an alligator. I just posted a, a picture over there on the uh, Twitter. Uh, Hope says, uh, way to use the F-bomb, perfecto. Sometimes it just, it's in you, you know what I mean? It's sitting in you and you don't wanna say it because you don't want them to hurt you in the algorithm, but you must say it because otherwise you'll just explode and that's what happened there. Uh, NT says, Biden's poll numbers will only continue go continue to go down. This is the most inept, corrupt, incompetent administration we've ever seen, ever. Yes, you are correct. Uh, guys, part one of my interview with Marco Rubio, it's up right now on the, uh, on the YouTube or is it coming out later today? It'll be out later today? Soon, part one of my interview with Marco Rubio. Uh, I believe it's up on Locals already, the full interview. Yes, it is up on Locals already, the full interview. We did about an hour. Uh, he is my senator from the great and free state of Florida. We figured it would be appropriate that my first interview here in Florida should be with uh, either Rubio or DeSantis. We're working on the DeSantis situation. Part one will be up on YouTube shortly. The full episode is already up ad-free over at rubinreport.locals.com. And I will be on Charlie Kirk's show uh, later today uh, and Lara Trump's show, The Right View, later today. I got a busy day and I got to get back to Ikea. All right, I hope you enjoy the show, everybody. Do me a favor again, make sure you're subscribed and all of that stuff. And, uh, and I suppose think about what I said and do you agree, do you disagree? And what are you gonna do about it? Let me know. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. 
And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.